Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nairby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I'm Nairby on Twitter. I'm Nairby on Instagram. Nairby do on Twitch. Follow me there, man. It's hard to get followers on there without big boobs. I'm also Nairby begging you to follow me on Twitch at Nairby do. N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. Speaking of which, it's time for another episode of Bayside, buddy. Today we are wrapping up Season 1 of the original Saved by the Bell. And the interesting thing about this is that my DVD box set, the episodes starting from after the first episode we're going to recap and review on this episode of Bayside Buddy, Amy, they're not in order. Okay? Like, for some reason, episodes that uh, aired during, uh, like, the first or the second season are, are, like, airing in season four or something on the DVD box set. So yeah, but we're going based on what the Saved by the Bell wiki says. So we're going to be recapping the final two episodes of Saved by the Bell season one, starting with King of the Hill, episode 15, air date December 12th, 1989. This episode was originally intended to be the pilot, but uh, they went the narrated way. And if you watch this episode, you can see how, you can see why that uh, it was supposed to be the pilot. Well, we're going to get to it. Plus, Zach sounds very pre-puberty. So let's just get into it. Zach is still in bed, and he says via narration that he'll never forget the day Slater showed up. The phone rings, and it's Zach's wake-up call, Cindy, telling him that it's 7 o'clock, Tiger. Time to roar. Zach gets up, and he tells us that it's the first day of school, and he can't wait to get there. He grabs a switch and he presses a button to reveal a cardboard cutout of Kelly in her volleyball uniform. And Zach tells us that this is going to be the year that he makes his move. And Zach is definitely—he's definitely younger here than he was in the uh, last episode re- that uh, we reviewed. It's, as I said, just crazy how the uh, DVDs, even even the air dates of everything, but the DVD, the box set, just how out of order everything is after this episode. I mean, after this episode on the DVD box set, the next episode is actually from, is if you go by the actual original air dates, the next episode on the DVD box set, which is which we're not recapping on this episode of Bayside Buddy Amy, actually aired in season four. So, uh, uh, somebody messed up somewhere. And then we go to Bayside where classes are about to begin and Jesse is excited about having all the best teachers this year. Zach, however, is not happy because he only has one lunch period. Belding arrives and he greets Zach and Jesse, and Zach compliments Belding, and Belding thanks him. It says that Zach hasn't lost his ability to suck up. We then go to Lisa, and she's ex- she's upset because she was given a locker surrounded by nerds, and she asks Zach for help in getting her a new locker, and offers to do his Spanish homework for a week, and Zach agrees. Zach then goes over and shows us Kelly's locker. He tells us that the one next to it will soon be his. Just then, this new kid with muscles and dimples, making the rest of us dudes look bad, arrives. And Zach introduces himself and he offers his hand in friendship. But this new asshole, (laughs) he's not interested. Zach asks the new asshole his name, and the new asshole says that his name is Slater. Zach tells Slater that he can offer him a better locker, which is next to the girls' bathroom. Slater says he's not interested unless it's actually in the girls' bathroom. You can't get away with saying that these days because of uh, sensitivity. Anyway, Kelly then arrives and greets Zach as her locker is right next to Slater's. 
And now Slater definitely doesn't want to switch. Kelly introduces herself to Slater. And when she leaves, Slater asks Zack if Kelly always smells that good. Zack tells Slater he doesn't want anything to do with Kelly. She's got leprosy. <laughs> and Slater's fine with it. There's nothing wrong with a little leprosy. Zack offers Slater a hall pass in exchange for his locker. But Slater knows that the hall pass is fake and he flashes his own hall pass, which is real with the legit signature of building. Slater leaves and Zack tells us that he doesn't like Slater already. Well, neither do I. Freaking dimples and muscles. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Zack then greets Screech as his main man and asks him if he could share his locker with anybody in school, who would it be? Screech says Zack, of course. And Zack says that he's moving in. As Screech's locker is on the other side of Kelly's locker, Zack notices some kind of jelly at the bottom of the locker and Screech grabs a dust buster and goes inside to clean it up. We then go to later on and it's time for class and Zack tells us that after your locker, the next most important thing is where you sit in class and he's got to sit next to Kelly. He tells us that Jesse is sitting next to Kelly right now and says he and her are like brother and sister. It should be no problem convincing her to give up the seat. We instantly transition to Jesse refusing to give up her seat because she doesn't want to sit in the back because she actually wants to learn. Good on her. Jesse's a great student. What a great role model. Jesse tells Zach that the only thing he wants to study is Kelly, and Zach scoffs at the accusation, referring to Kelly as a bow wow. <laughs> uh, but Jesse doesn't buy it. Zach then calls out to Lisa and tells her that he got her a new locker next to the boys' bathroom. Lisa says that she owes Zach one, and Zach asks her for her seat in class, and Lisa agrees. Slater then arrives, and Zach tells him that he saved them a seat at the back of the class, right next to Screech. And then we get the arrival of Mr. Dewey. Okay, people, settle down. I'm Mr. Dewey. How is everyone? Summer, mine stunk. Let's get started. <laughs> We're about to embark on an exhilarating journey into the exciting world of algebra. <laughs> I'll wait till your heart stops pounding. Yeah, they had some great teachers in the Saved by the Bell universe, and Dewey was one of them, man. He's awesome. Anyway, Slater gets up and he asks Dewey if he can sit closer because he's blind in one eye, and Dewey agrees, and he asks for a volunteer to give up their seat. Kelly instantly offers her seat, but Zach quickly stops her. Dewey then asks Zack if he's volunteering, and Slater thanks Zack, calling him a regular brother Teresa, for first offering his locker, and now he's offering his seat. Punch him in the face, Zack. He's nothing but trouble. Anyway, Zack and Slater exchange angry glances as they switch seats, and Screech is excited that he and Zack will be sitting together all year. <laughs> Screech then tells Zack that he can't share his locker anymore due to health reasons. Zack asks, you know, what health reasons? And Screech says that Slater said he'd kill him. <laughs> Slater then looks to, sorry, Zack then looks to Slater. Slater and his freaking dimples look back and do a little wave. And then we get a commercial break. This is Speak and Spell. It teaches kids to spell. This is Coleco's talking teacher. It also teaches kids to spell. This one's been around for a long time and it speaks. <laughs> talking teacher speaks too. And so clearly, the first letter of yes. Talking teacher also helps your child learn math. Math? Yes, math and spelling, all at a surprisingly low price. When you make a better learning toy, it speaks for itself. Talking teacher. Excellent. 
After the break, Zach, Lisa, and Jesse are at the Max for lunch, sitting together, while Kelly is at another table with a couple of girls. Max arrives with a glass of soda, and he suggests Zach bring it to Kelly. Zach does, as Kelly is now alone at the table. Zach asks Kelly how her summer was, and Kelly says that she went to volleyball camp. Zach then tries to ask Kelly out when when Stupid Face with his dimples arrives with a bowl of onion rings. And he puts one of the onion rings on Kelly's finger and he jokes that they're engaged now. And Kelly's just, uh, she melts because she's, uh, uh, I guess she's attracted to Stupid Face. And Stupid Face is like it. God damn you, Slater. Later at Bayside, <laughs> Zach tells us that he's not a bad guy. And he asks everybody to forgive him in advance as what we're about to witness is the act of a very desperate man. Screech then starts to choke on something and Kelly is alarmed. Screech says he's choking on a bone and Kelly offers to do the Heimlich maneuver. Screech loves being Heimlicked from behind by Kelly and he spits out a bone. And Kelly is now worried because now she's going to be late for class, which is about the about to start, but it was all part of Zach's plan. We then hear in class that Kelly has been given detention before being late and Zach tells us that he's going to intentionally get detention so he can join her. We then cut to Zach's class where the hard of hearing teacher tells us or tells the class that they'll be learning about Shakespeare. Zach tries to get in trouble by saying that Romeo died by taking the teacher's class, but she mishears him. Zach then drops a book on the floor accidentally out of frustration. The teacher does not like seeing Shakespeare being dropped on the floor, and she sends Zach to Belding's office as we get another commercial break. I get down in my stance and look the cornerback straight in the eyes. He gives me this dirty look. I laugh. I get him off. He gives me a flaw, but I give him a fake and leave him in the dust. The 30, the 20, the QB lets it go. Beautiful spiral. The crowd's going nuts. The girls are screaming my name. Billy, Billy. I go up for it. It's dropping into my hands. And then I notice it's not a nerf. Forget it. I quit. There's only one nerf. After the break, Zach tells us that the principal's office is like a second home to him and that Belding is a real neat freak. He repositions an item on Belding's desk and he tells us to just sit and watch. Well, it's the first day of school and you're in detention. What is it this time, Morris? Aliens take over your body again? <laughs> no, sir. They flew home for the holidays. You moved that, didn't you? Sorry, sir. Please don't touch my things. I guess I couldn't help myself. Well, that's not good enough, Morris. You have a, a, a complete lack of self-control. I can't fool you, sir. Question is, what are we going to do about it? Guess I'm looking at detention. Guess again. Taking a different approach with you, Zach. You going to be Mr. Rogers? <laughs> You're in the neighborhood. <laughs> have a seat. This year, besides being your principal, I'm also going to try to give the students guidance. And you are the first lad I'm going to guide. I want to help you. Understand you. What's to understand? I'm bad. A rotten kid. Zach, there. Zach, there are no bad boys. They're only boys that haven't been reached. Mr. Belding, you got to send the right message to the student body. I deserve detention. You may not realize this, but deep down, might you be seeking detention? Uh, what makes you think that? 
I don't question the gift. I just go with it. Sir, look, I really need detention. I'll determine what you need. Would you please put that back? Oh, you mean this bothers you? Yes, it does. Then I'll put it back right now. Oh, I'm sorry. No, please, please. I'll put those back. I know where they go. <laughs> you know, Zach, this summer I attended a seminar on how to handle the problem child. Above all, you must have patience. Don't touch my principal of the month trophy. Oh, you mean this? Yes, that. Where was I? Uh, you were talking about having patience with the problem child. <laughs> right, right. Zach, we must try and understand each other's position. Now, what they say is that you kids have a need, and we have to figure out exactly... Put Mrs. Belding down! <laughs> now, I am positive that together we can work out... <laughs> Look what you've done. Okay, mister, you've pushed me too far. I hope you'll be very happy in detention. I'll try to make the best of it, sir. Uh, I remember back in the day they gave out student of the month trophies. Well, it was it was just one trophy per class that a kid got to take home and had to bring it back for the next kid the following month. I won it twice in the fifth grade, man, because I was a I, I was good. I, not because I was some great you know smart student, but because I wasn't a problem. That's why I got it. <laughs> Because I didn't give the teacher any trouble. You know, I, I just sat there and shut my mouth. Something Slater could learn from. Anyway, anyway, we go. Uh, we then go to Zach arriving for detention. And he tells us that it's just going to be Kelly and him. And it's a dream come true. And we then get a classic Saved by the Bell daydream sequence. Hello, Zach. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> so clever of you to arrange for us to be in detention together. I hope I pleased you. What does that tell you? Oh, boy. Please. Make yourself comfortable. Oh, no. After you. No, no. You must be tired from all that scheming. Rest, my love. I was cunning, wasn't I? <laughs> yes. Your mind turns me on. I love you, master. Yeah, I love the the uh, detention 330 to forever bit. That was great. <laughs> All these friggin' Saved by the Bell daydream sequences are awesome, man. So then Zack enters detention only to find Stupid Face inside by himself. That's right, Stupid Face Slater. Slater compliments Zack on his act earlier, and he says he decided to do one himself by mooning a teacher. Slater says that Kelly's not going to be there after she saved Screech's life and Belding heard about it. Zack and Slater argue over Kelly, and Zack says that Kelly is his. Zack then mocks Slater for being in 14 schools in three years, and he asks him if he's some kind of de delinquent. Slater explains that his dad's in the army, and whenever he gets relocated, Slater has to go with him. And he and Zack get into each other's face before Mr. Dewey arrives to monitor them. You know, he ain't gonna take no shit from these two, especially Stupid Face. 
yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. Slater's cool. I'm just, just saying. Man. Because the dude, Mary Lopez, still looks good today, damn it, like 30 years later. So do I. So I'm a stupid face, too. Zack and Slater explain that they were just discussing a math problem, and Dewey says that he doesn't care as he's tired, he's got a toothache, and he has to go home and pump iron. <laughs> and Zack asks Slater what it's like going from school to school, and Slater says that it's not so bad. Zack then suggests that he and Slater join forces to own the school, and Slater says that he works alone. Zack says that the school is his turf, and it always will be. He then gets up to sharpen a pencil. He tells us that the first day didn't go as planned, but he's just warming up. He then tells us that he loves school, but it's just too bad that classes get in the way. And we get the credits. Originally supposed to be the pilot pilot episode of Say by the Bell, but I can understand why it wasn't. I, I like that they, they didn't air this first. Because, I mean, as everybody knows, the Kelly Kapowski character and Slater, but Kelly was not in the Miss Bliss class show. So I, the, it was good that they established Kelly as a character and they established Zack's crush on her before they introduced Slater and before they aired this uh, episode. So it's good that they didn't air that first because then it would have just been just like uh, rushing every, everything. Just rushing a storyline. So very smart of them to save it for uh, the end of, near the end of the first season. Anyway, that was that episode. We can move on to the final episode of Season 1 Saved by the Bell. This one titled Save That Tiger. Air date December 16th. 1989 and this episode as I was saying earlier this this is one of those episodes that actually airs later on in the box set that I have even though the original air date was a week after the previous episode we just recapped and it's another episode that starts with the awful version of the intro song that uh, I I hate but whatever anyway we start at the max where Zach arrives and he tells us in his mid puberty puberty voice changing voice as I said, he was uh, definitely younger the previous episode, so they definitely aired them out of order. He tells us that uh, this week is cheerleading finals, and once again, it's Bayside and Valley, and they're the favorites. And he says that the real competition is the prank war between the two schools. As uh, we're getting another one of those rivalries, Bayside versus uh, Valley, and I think uh, I think Valley's up. Um, sorry, Bayside. As far as uh, since they started this made the rivalry a part of the universe. I think uh, going into this episode, Bayside, what did they do? They won the wrestling meet with Slater. They won the homecoming game when uh, uh, Kelly had, when Screech made the cream and then everybody showed up that well, Zach explained that uh, Bayside won because all the Valley fan, the Valley team was scared. And uh, is that the, that, so it's just 2 nothing, I think? Uh, I'll think about it as we move on. Zack greets Screech and Slater at a table and he asks if they've come up with any ideas. Slater suggests putting turtles in Valley's pool while Screech suggests flushing all of Valley's toilets at once. (sighs) I don't know what that would do. Maybe that would burst some pipes, but I don't know. Come on, Screech. Zack is not impressed with either idea and he wants to think harder. Just then a couple of nerds arrived and they're wrapped in toilet paper and a Valley Rules sign is stuck to them. They tell the guys that they were in the middle of miniature golf practice. <laughs> oh, I love it. When some of the Valley students jumped out from some bushes and, and rolled them. <laughs> Zack and Slater are upset because Valley struck the first blow and now they've got to get back at them. 
Kelly, Jesse, and Lisa then arrive, and Kelly is worried about the cheerleading competition because they've lost a cheerleader due to chicken pox. Slater suggests that Jesse replace the girl, and Jesse scoffs at the idea, saying that, this, that she is school president, not some silly schoolgirl, which offends Lisa. Jesse then tries to explain herself before realizing she can't. She tells herself to shut up. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesse's awesome. And Jesse then says that she'll help them find a replacement. And they'll hold emergency tryouts after school while Zach still uh, needs to come up with a prank. Get even with Valley. Just then, the two previous nerds return to the max. Now they've they've been they've got they're they're well they've got a gigantic tire wrapped around their bodies <laughs> with pro Valley signs as Screech is impressed that the nerds stole one of Valley's tires. <laughs> ah, Screech the foil, I love it. We then go to the cheerleading tryouts where Big Rhonda from a previous episode, the episode where uh, 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 Zach, uh, I forget what happened, but uh, he ends up with Rhonda and she uh, she's dancing with him. And well, that wasn't it. He's he, he it ends with him saying he's got to, he he's not allowed to stay up late. And she says, you know, "Well, oh no, he he doesn't kiss on the first date." Rhonda says, "Oh, good news for us, I do." She gives him a big kiss. That girl, the big uh, butch girl. The big jock girl. But anyway, Rhonda's trying out, but she she can't spell Bayside. And she accidentally hits two girls in the face when they practice a cheer. Kelly and Lisa tell Jesse that they really need her on the team. And Jesse reluctantly ag- agrees, eventually. Zack Slater and Screech then arrive, and they're celebrating being the prank champions of the world. First, they put super glue on Valley's track, and as a result, the 100-yard dash has been going on for hours. Secondly, they pumped helium in the school music room, and now their glee club sounds like the chipmunks. Even though the effects of helium only last about 10 seconds, but suspension of disbelief. I mean, I've, I've done the helium thing, and it... Come on, but okay. And thirdly, they stole Valley's school banner, which offends Jesse, because it's stealing. But the guys don't care, and they leave. We then go to the hall where Zack, Slater, and Screech are celebrating until they come upon the halls, which have been messily decorated in valley-colored streamers with pro-valley signs posted on all the walls and the lockers. The guys are shocked, and Screech wonders who could have done it. <laughs> who could have put all these valley signs up here? <laughs> Screech. <laughs> Belding arrives, and he's not happy as he realizes that the prank war is on again. He says he's not going to put up with it again this year, and he's going to go talk to Valley's principal tomorrow. He tells the guys not to do any more pranks. The guys then agree that they may have gone too far, and they go to their lockers. And when their lockers open, the guys are hit with silly string and little balls. Ah, the Valley dudes broke in the lockers somehow, but what you going to do? We then go to Valley's principal's office, and the principal is upset with his students for pulling off an amateur stunt on uh, uh, Bayside. He pulls a prank on the students and sends them back to class as Belding arrives. The Valley principal pranks Belding with a hand buzzer and a horn on a seat. As Belding isn't impressed, Belding tells the principal that they need to put an end to the prank war, and the Valley principal is shocked as 20 years ago Belding put jumping beans in Valley's chili... And Belding says that he did that only because the principal put Poison Ivy on Bayside's football field. Damn, imagine that. Poison Ivy on the football field. That is one hell of a crazy prank. If you were to actually do that. 
So don't you get any ideas out there, people. <laughs> anyway, Belding insists that the pranks have gone too far and he wants to end the prank war. The Valley Principal reluctantly agrees and he shakes Belding's hand before putting a Valley Rules sticker on Belding's back. And he laughs when Bel- Belding leaves and we get a commercial break. What's it like to play the Nintendo Entertainment System? After the break, Zack and Slater are dressed in camouflage at the max as they plan their revenge. Screech pops out, decked out in 80s karate gear, and he's holding a brick. And he asks Lisa to hold the brick for him. She takes the brick and she asks Screech, why? Why Why do you want me to hold the brick? And Screech says this so she can't slap her as he kisses her on the cheek. Yeah, you can't do that now either. Sensitivity, man. Eggshells. Everybody's just built, built of them. You kids today. Anyway, <laughs> Kelly says that she wishes she knew what Cheer Valley what Cheer Valley was doing, and Lisa just suggests that the guys spy on Valley's cheer practice, and the guys agree to do it. We then cut to Jesse's room, where the girls reveal the new cheerleading uniforms, as suggested by Jesse, <laughs> and the skirts go all the way down to their ankles. Come on, Jesse! <laughs> but it's a good little joke. I love it. It was funny. Just the visual of these cheer... I mean, the movie Grease, the original Grease, for those who uh, who might remember, might not know, or if you remember, the Olivia, the Sandy character played by Olivia Newton-John, she ends up going to the new school where Travolta, Danny Zuko goes, and she joins the cheerleading pr- club. Club or the cheerleaders. And the cheerleaders in Greece at um, r- ran r- r- that high school. Rydell, Rydell High. They also wear the skirts down to the ankles, but that was in the 70s. <laughs> uh, it just looks ridiculous. Sorry, not sorry for seeming sexist, man. You need to do the minis. Just saying. You want to get the dudes to cheer, you got to show some legging and so on. Anyway, Jesse says that the outfits won't distract the judges as they'll be listening to their words more than watching their bodies. And Kelly replies that their words are bee, 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 bee. <laughs> But Jessie, because she's so awesome, has come up with new cheers. Now listen to this. <clears throat> we are the ladies of Bayside, the best school around. Winning's not important because our minds are sound. Rah! <laughs> we couldn't win if we did this cheer in our underwear. <laughs> I have another one. Hey, wait a minute. This isn't bad. Let me see. This is good, Jesse, but isn't it dangerous? Only for the mascot. But Screech is a mascot. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Rah! <laughs> oh, awesome. Jesse's awesome. We then go to cheer practice where the girls, including Jesse, are suddenly wearing the typical short cheerleader skirts. And they have Screech with them, who is wearing the Bayside Tiger mascot outfit. Slater and Zack arrive and reveal that they've stolen Val- Valley's spirit. 
in the form of their actual bulldog mascot. They have a mascot that's an actual dog, and they've stolen it. Zach then suggests the icing on the cake is to send Valley a picture of their mascot posing with the Bayside cheerleaders. And as they're about to snap the picture with the Bayside five five cheerleaders, they, they only have five cheerleaders on the team, but uh, budget, I guess, for the show. Anyway, they're about to snap the picture. Belding arrives to see what's going on or what's up. As the kids then hide the bulldog from him, Zach asks Belding if he'd like to be in the pic- picture, and Belding agrees, not knowing that the Valley Bulldog is going to be in the shot with him. Belding asks where where he's get, where he where he should stand in the picture. Slater tells Belding that the biggest, most muscular guys always stand in the back. As Belding tells Slater, that's where they always put us. <laughs> oh, I love him. Uh, Belding poses with the cheerleaders and the bulldog, and the picture's taken. And we quickly transition to the boys' locker room, where two Valley jocks, Dan and Stan, are dressed as Bayside students, and they're looking for the Valley mascot when Screech walks in. Hey, dudes! Wait until you see our new cheer tonight. We're gonna blow Valley away. What are you talking about? I'm the star of Bayside Secret Cheer. Did you hear that, Dan? Sure did, Stan. <laughs> yep, without me, we don't stand a chance. Interesting, Stan. Very, Dan. Yep, everybody in the Bayside jacket ought to be proud. All right! You guys stole Valley T-shirts! No, we stole Bayside jackets. Hold it. That would mean you're from... Yeah, those two dudes definitely looked too old for high school, even for seniors, but suspension to disbelief. Anyway, they grab Screech and they take him out of the locker room as we go to commercial. She's moving. It's Magic News Barbie. Away, girls. Love the spotlight. Right, Barbie? Magic moves, Barbie. Barbie doll comes with this three-piece outfit and change-around stole. New from Mattel. After the break, Zack and Slayer approach the cheerleaders in the hall and ask them how important Screech is to winning the cheerleading competition. Jesse says that Screech is the foundation on which their whole cheer is based. And Zack shows them the Bayside Tiger mascot tail. And they say that, and he says that Valley has been Screech-snapped. Or they've Screech-snapped. Screech. Screech-snapped. Yeah, Screech-snapped. Lisa insists that Valley will be begging to take the uh, Screech back or give Screech back after they see how he eats at lunch. Zack is upset that they don't seem to care about Screech and if, if they don't get him back, Valley will win the prank war as we get another classic Save by the Bell Dream sequence. And now, the presentation of medals with Prankster of the Century. <laughs> Gold and silver medals the Clegg Cousins from Valley High. <laughs> and now coming in dead last for the worst prank of the year. What was your name, sir? Zach Morris. Jack Norris from Bayside. 
You're a good sport, Jack. Here is your consolation prize. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Here is your medal. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love that sequence, man. The visual of Jack, of Jack, of Zach, <laughs> just standing in third place is, I think, is just funny. But you can go back and watch this little daydream sequence and notice how Mark Paul, Zach actor, how he just couldn't stop himself from laughing after getting the pie in the face. He was legit laughing, man. It was great. Anyway, after the daydream, Zach wants to get back at Valley, but the girls insist on ending the prank war and telling Belding what's going on. We then go to Belding's office and he's upset that the prank war is still going on. Belding says that he'll get Screech back uh, back whole and Zack and Slater must return the bulldog. Belding calls the Valley Principal who has uh, Dan and Stan and Screech in his office. He gives Belding his word that they'll agree to return mascots and tells Dan and Stan to return the tiger and he leaves. Screech tells Dan and Stan to return him to Bayside as per the principal's order. Dan or Stan reply that the principal just said to take the tiger back. Screech hears this, realizes what Dan or Stan meant, and he starts to cry. (laughs) Well, it's true, he did say take the tiger back. Screech isn't a tiger. We then go back later at Bayside as Jesse is freaking out that Screech hasn't been returned yet. Stan or Dan arrive and someone dressed up in the full Bayside Tiger costume is with him and the groups make the exchange. Stan or Dan leaves with the Bulldog as Zack and Slater celebrate getting Screech back as suddenly Screech, the real Screech, arrives out of the out of costume and breathing heavily. Zack and Slater are surprised to see him and Screech tells them that the other Stan or Dan is actually dressed as the Bayside Tiger with the intention of ruining the cheer. Zack gets ticked and he wants to get back at Valley once and for all. He asks Screech if he's still in the insect club. (laughs) Screech affirms that he is, saying that he's in charge of new membership. Insect club, okay. (laughs) I wonder if any schools ever actually had anything like that. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's it's learning. It's science. Learn about ants. Watch ants uh, in ant farms. So why not? Be interesting. Maybe. Anyway, they huddle. They huddle up to make some plans. We then go to the gym for the cheerleader competition. Valley performs first, and Kelly worries that Valley were really good. Well, Valley was good, the Valley cheerleaders. But Jesse uh, and Lisa assure Kelly that they're going to be better. Jesse asks Dan or Stan in the mascot costume if he remembers the cheer, believing that it's still Screech under the mask. Dan or Stan nods. Screech then arrives with a jar of ants for Zach, and now it's Bayside's the cheerleaders' turn to perform their cheer. Zack and Slater tell Dan or Stan that he forgot his tail, and they put the ants in the back of the mascot costume. The girls then begin their cheer, which was really good, very definitely better than Valley's. And during the cheer, Dan or Stan starts to scratch all over, and when it's his turn to perform, he takes to the floor and he does multiple flips and cartwheels because suspension of disbelief 
As the girls continue their cheer, the judges then give their decision and Bayside are announced as the winners. The girls tell Dan or Stan that he was great as the real Screech reveals himself and Dan or Stan is revealed to have been in the costume. The Valley Principal apologizes to Belding for the prank and Zack and the gang can celebrate their victory, which, yes, I put it in my notes, is now 3-0 in the Bayside versus Valley rivalry after Season 1. So, yeah, Bayside won the wrestling match with Slater. They won the homecoming football game, and now they've won the prank war. I honestly don't remember. I mean, there's more rivalries during this uh, the Save by the Bell universe between Valley and Bayside, and I can't remember... Valley ever losing. It reminds me of uh, I don't know how many people are going to care about this because it's it's a Canadian related. It reminds me of the 2006 Toronto Argonauts in the CFL when the CFL had to refigure reconfigure the schedule because one of the the Ottawa Rough Riders were no longer a team, so they had to reconfigure the schedule. And that season, the Argos, I had season tickets, ended up playing the Hamilton Tiger Cats about. Eight times that season, and the Tiger Cats sucked ass that year. And the Argos, just thanks to playing the Tiger Cats so many times that season, made it to the playoffs by whooping their ass. But yeah, anyway. So that was the final episode of Saved by the Bell Season 1. Join me next time. Saved by the Bell, Bayside Buddy, a Saved by the Bell podcast, available on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and via SoundCloud at SerialGrapeJuice.com uh, for the start of Season 2. With episodes 1 and 2 entitled The Prom, which is a classic, and Zack's War, which is another classic. The Prom is uh, when we get the first uh, the first uh, little snuggle, if you will, between Zack and Kelly. And it's a good story, too, from what I remember. So join me for that. Share this around. Share it with your friends and your enemies. Share it... Uh, uh, share it with uh, aliens if you're, a, if you're a space person. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I am Nairby. Follow me on Twitch. Nairby do N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. Go to CEOGrapeJuice.com for more episodes of Bayside Buddy as well as episodes of Degrassi Buddy for you old school Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High fans. Also go there for videos of cooking with recipe and pictures of cooking with recipes because I'm an amazing cook. And we'll see you next time here on Bayside Buddy, a Save by the Bell Cod podcast. And, uh... Yeah, seriously, I don't. I can't remember a single time where Valley beat Bayside, so it's not really much of a rivalry, is it? It's more like bullying. So we should just be bullying. Sorry, we should just be booing Bayside this whole time, shouldn't we? What a bully school. Have a lovely day. <laughs>